0: Welcome to this month's Tactical Asset Allocation podcast. I'm joined by Mayak Markandi, one of the Senior Portfolio Managers here at Arcitas. So Mayak, welcome. Um, Thank you. Maybe you could start by giving us um, the latest changes in our Tactical Asset Allocation views.
1: So as part of our monthly Tactical Asset Allocation, we have remained defensive in our overall stance. What that means is that we're still underweight equities. But what we've done is moved from a full-underweight position previously to a slightly less underweight while still maintaining the cautious bias. Within regions, we have a preference for US over European equities and UK equities. We believe uh, US is in a better place from a macro point of view. The central bank has more room to manoeuvre in terms of cutting interest rates. And finally, the corporate landscape in the US is better versus Europe and UK.
0: You mentioned that the um, Fed can reduce interest rates a bit further, they've got a bit more room to manoeuvre. Um, the latest Fed meeting that happened last week, what was the outcome, um, what are our views, what are we thinking going forward?
1: So the outcome was that the Fed cut interest rates by 25 basis points and they stopped quantitative tightening. Um, you know That is in line with what the market expected, but it wasn't overly aggressive in terms of you know reducing interest rates by let's say two cuts which is which some commentators were were, were suggesting however since then we've seen trade war issues escalating that puts the fed in 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 a in a sort of precarious position where they may need to actually be perhaps slightly more aggressive in the next move
0: Um, and europe we also had a central bank meeting um what's the what's the view on that
1: Again, with Europe, it was you know very much in line with the expectations. The ECB did not make any cuts, but it did signal pretty clearly that it expects to do further, further rate cuts and also further uh, forms of quantitative easing.
0: We've also seen um, the UK market fall quite significantly in the recent weeks. Um since Boris Johnson was introduced, um, what's what's driving that?
1: Well, with the UK, it's just been it's just been more of the same in terms of you know we are approaching the 31st October deadline, and you know the new uh, the new leadership for the Conservative Party has been signalling uh, a more sort of tougher stance in terms of negotiation. Uh, what that means is that it, m- it increases the likelihood of having a harder Brexit harder Brexit equals more uncertainty for, for the UK which you know, which feeds into sentiment in terms of consumer sentiment in terms of you know business sentiment and negatively impacts the economy and hence hence equity markets
0: We've also seen the sterling depreciate quite significantly. Um, historically, there's always been the argument, OK, well, when sterling depreciates, markets actually pick up because 70% of income is overseas. We haven't really seen that relationship hold true this time. What's what's changed?
1: Yeah, we haven't. Um, not to the same degree, at least. But you're right, sterling has depreciated meaningfully because uh, sterling is, is really the barometer of how the market judges the outcome of, of the Brexit. And because because of the hardest stance, it's, it's weakened considerably as i said before you know if in the case of sterling um or in the case of the uk economy as the market begins to price in slower growth for the uk you know weaker profitability for uk corporates ultimately despite a weaker sterling it will start feeding into into company profits and company profitability and a slowdown in general macro macro growth in the uk hence hence the markets are beginning to price that that outcome more so than and the immediate impact of the sterling weakness, hence you've seen both sterling weaker and, and UK equities weaker. Okay, um, so
0: we've spent quite a bit of time on equities. How are we positioned on the fixed income side?
1: On the fixed income side, you know, we remain neutral and, you know, it's, it's, it's been a call uh, that we've maintained for, for a number of months now. And, you know, in, it's, in hindsight, it has been the right call in the, in the sense that rates have continued to go down even though when you look at you know, the German 10-year, which went below minus 0.5%, um, the US 10-year, which hit 1.7%, you know, they are trading at very expensive levels. What bonds do offer is a, you know, is a sense of security, a sense of diversification in a multi-asset portfolio. And more recently, at least in the last couple of days, when you've seen the big sell-off in equities and risk assets, you've seen that negative correlation between equities and bonds and bonds have protected. So from a, from a hedging perspective... Um, you know, we quite like the value of owning bonds in a portfolio. Um,
0: and is that specific within government bonds, corporate bonds, emerging market, high yield? Are we Do we have use in any particular areas? Or? So within
1: fixed income, you know, we have a preference for, as I said, government bonds. Uh, you know, we, we like within high yield, we remain neutral. You know, we, we quite like the carry. The yield that we get from high yield. Uh, what we don't like is that valuation is a bit expensive in high yield, as as yields have come in or spreads have come in materially year to date. So you know we've been quite vigilant and monitoring how, how those spreads move, uh, as well as uh, you know corporate default rates, which have which have quite an impact on on, on high yield bonds. Okay,
0: so underweight equities, neutral bonds, alternatives.
1: Alternatives, um, you know, as has been the case for us year to date, we, we have uh, you know, preferred having a slightly overweight position in alternatives. Alternatives, again, you know, for, from at least from a diversification point of view, they provide attractive correlation between equities and bonds. Equities and bonds on a standalone basis are both quite expensive. So we quite like owning a sleeve of alternatives, especially those that are negatively correlated to the traditional uh, risk assets.
0: So overall, fair to say we're defensively positioned, probably a good call in the current
1: climate. Yeah, so we've been, we've been defensively positioned since, since May really. Uh, we probably jumped the gun a little bit because markets continue to rally in June. But you know, in, in, in at, towards the end of July and, and in August in the last couple of days, we have really seen a retracement back uh, because of risks that we had mentioned and discussed before. Things like the trade war things that you can't really forecast but you know they they can impact markets quite uh, negatively
0: okay well i think on that note unless you've got anything further to add um we will wrap up and we will talk again next month
1: great thanks very much